Welcome to D-List of the Podcast, episode 40. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. On our last episode, we got into Momo, and we're not going to get into Momo again. Don't worry. Momo is dead to us. The only Momo I recognize is Jason Momoa. (laughs) That was a stretch, but just go with it. So while talking about that, I mentioned Bloody Mary. and The original Momo. And how, as a kid, we did Bloody Mary. I forgot to mention when I talked about how we did Bloody Mary that we used a candle, too. A candle? It's so dangerous. I know. It was very very dangerous. So we all went into the bathroom with a lit candle. We splashed water onto the mirror. We put the candle in front of the mirror. We turned off the lights and then chanted Bloody Mary while flushing the toilet. (laughs) So many steps. Yeah, you did it differently, Allison. We just, we stood in the dark. We didn't have any lights on. We just stood in the dark and said Bloody Mary while touching the mirror. And then, yeah, that was it. A listener named Chrissy wrote in saying how she did it. So mm-hmm. she wrote, mine was you go into the bathroom, turn the lights out and stare into the mirror and say Bloody Mary. Then turn around, look in the mirror again and say Bloody Mary again. Then turn around one more time and say Bloody Mary once more and that's when she is supposed to show up and do whatever her thing is what is she supposed to do just show herself or like kill you i was too much of a pussy and never did the third bloody mary so i never found out mine didn't have water involved at all yeah so i a friend of mine also had the same bloody mary experience where they like spun around in a circle as they were saying bloody mary yeah, so I was told, to answer um, Chrissy's question, I was told when I was a kid that Bloody Mary just shows up. But yeah, yeah. just shows up in the mirror, like, all scary-like. That was mine, too. Yeah, you just, like, look at Bloody Mary and her face is terrifying. And, like, maybe you die from death or, like, scared to death or something. Yeah, or you just, uh, yeah, whatever. You just want to see this scary face. So, yeah. But while researching this highly important topic... I read that some people thought like Bloody Mary shows up in the mirror and scratches your face, drinks your blood, screams at you, or steals your soul. So she's Kris Jenner, basically. Yeah. Why would any kid want to do that? I don't know. Like, I'm going to take my chance to get my face scratched off. It's also like the Ouija board. I don't know why we did that. Kids are obsessed with darkness. Yeah, kids are obsessed with darkness and the devil and like demons and shit. Which is weird because they're also into like Care Bears. Kids are so weird. Which is a demon of itself. A happy demon. But many think that Bloody Mary, the Bloody Mary in the bathroom mirror, mirror Bloody Mary, is Mary the the First of England. Mm -hmm. But it's not. So I read like a Snopes article that said (laughs) she's either a witch who was burnt at the stake hundreds of years ago. Or a woman who died in a car accident and her face got messed up. Like, we were Ooh. we were never told who Bloody Mary was. No. But it started, like, in the 1970s. In the 70s? Wow, this is, a, this is like, a long demon. But it goes back. So the, the Bloody Mary game, like, that we play, I don't even know if kids still do it. They have Twitter and shit. There's scarier things on there. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they do it. Oh, they have Momo. Mm-hmm. But the Bloody Mary, the game we play now, is a version of some old-timey shit that women did in the olden, olden, olden days. So a young woman would walk up a flight of stairs backwards, holding a candle and a hand mirror, and like in a darkened house. Mm -hmm. And as she gazed into the mirror, she was supposed to be able to catch a view 
of her future husband's face. That's even scarier. But if they saw a skull, that meant they were going to marry Mark Anthony. <laughs> yeah. No, it meant they were going to die before they got married. Oh my god. Yeah, that's dark. So And you know that they were see- you know they were seeing shit too because back in the olden days they were like making hats out of like formaldehyde and stuff like that. So like you know that they were actually they were hallucinating. hallucinating. Yeah. And I would have been dead if we had to do it that way. If we had to walk backwards up upstairs, I'd be dead. <laughs> I think I know why we put water on the mirror. Why? Because when you splash water in the mirror and you have the lit candle, it's supposed to create like a vision. Like, I don't understand how you guys would just do it in the dark. What would you see? Well, I mean, look, I was dumb. You wouldn't see anything, but like it would just be pitch black. And so I guess I was thinking that like my Bloody Mary would glow in the dark. Like she'd be like fluorescent green or something. Well, you said last time like your six-year-old friend said she saw her. Yeah, she said she saw her. Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah. Like, someone lies and says, oh, I saw her. But, yeah, so I think that's why we did the water flame thing, because it would maybe make us think we were seeing the face of Bloody Mary. And you know some kid probably put out the candle with the water, and they were like, oh, Bloody Mary did it. Bloody Mary blew out the candle. And she did it. Yeah. She did. (laughs) When was the last time you played Bloody Mary? When you were a kid? Oh, you know, just last week. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely when I was, like, 10. But, like, we should play it again, but we should do... We should do the Jack Gay version, and we say Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And hope that, like, Mary from 227 pops yeah, up. Yeah, Bloody Mary. <laughs> okay, so now let's move on from Bloody Mary to Mark Anthony's ex-wife. I mentioned him in the Bloody Mary it's a good transition. segment, so this is a great transition. Mm-hmm. So J-Lo and A-Rod got engaged over the weekend after being together for about two years? Yep, two years. Yeah, I thought they were together way longer. Yeah. But this is her fifth engagement. She's been married three times before to Mark Anthony, Chris Judd, and Ohani Noah. Mm -hmm. Fourth time's a charm, hopefully. A-Rod's been married once before to Cynthia Skirtis. They um, both posted a picture of her ring on their Instagram. And I had to pull out a magnifying glass and zoom in because it was just so tiny. I know. You should really book LASIK because... Yeah, it's you probably strained your eyes so much trying to see it. Yeah, so of course it's huge. It's JLo. It's very her. It's emerald cut. Jewelry experts think it's around 15 carats and costs anywhere from $1 million to $5 million. Only five? The Ben Affleck one, I think, was like around that too. Mm-hmm. Like $4 million. But nobody needs a $5 million ring. No, especially not JLo. Did she not say in her classic hit ballad, Love Don't Cost a Thing, she can buy her own. Uh, wait, was that Jenny from the block? No, mm-hmm. um, no, Love Don't. Uh, think you want to give me a thing? Yeah, that, We're in that one she says. To get to yeah. That line. <laughs> yeah, we get sued by like, yeah. Um, yeah, she can buy. Oh, think I want to floss. I got my own. Right. Okay. So it is Love Don't Cost a Thing. But at the same time, I mean, it's the least A Rod can do for her because imagine having to ride him and then look at the painting of a centaur of himself over his bed. Do you know this story? Oh, I know. I know this story. The size of her ring is basically like the frame that would go around that painting. Yeah, so page six, I believe it was page six, a few years ago, claimed that A-Rod had a painting of himself as a centaur commissioned and he 
hung it over his bed. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do with money, Michael? If you had A-Rod money, would you not get a weird painting of yourself made? No. I would get a weird painting of, like, Idris Elba, but not myself. Oh, okay. But J-Lo, like, they're perfect for each other because J-Lo probably has that, too. And she hangs it over the bed, and he has now hung his on the ceiling so that when she's riding him, he can look at his, she can look at hers. It's It's a match made. Better than mirrors, really. So, of course, we're all happy for this union, Mm -hmm. especially divorce lawyers. But Jose Conseco, Conseco, remember him? Yeah. Is very happy over this engagement news because that means he can earn some headlines by getting messy on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So right after the engagement news, Jose claimed on Twitter that A-Rod is cheating on J-Lo with his ex-wife, Jessica Conseco. He claims he was with Jessica when A-Rod called her. He's willing to take a polygraph. (laughs) And he also tweeted, Alex Rodriguez, stop being a piece of shit. Stop cheating on Jennifer Lopez. Alex Rodriguez, I challenge you to a boxing match or an MMA match anytime you want. Jose Canseco really needs the money, eh? Like, he's like, I'll challenge you to an MMA match. I'll take a polygraph test. I know he's trying to get that pay-per-view money. Yeah, for sure. But, like, do do I doubt that A-Rod is passing that dick around? He's an athlete somehow. Yeah, and also, too, I was going to say, cheating is kind of in A-Rod's blood or his urine, if you will. Yeah, and Jose would know, too, because I think he has was accused of the same thing right he was i think that he was in he was accused of like um the like injecting in the ass steroids i think i remember that about Jose. well isn't is that, isn't he was that like, the way you do it that's the way you know i thought you do it that's how i picture it i, th- I think so I, I think so but i think like jose like really put it in his butt i don't know why what, I like in this. his butt hole <laughs> with his, like a little syringe <laughs> no like i don't know why but like i think that now steroids you can put them in your like leg or your arm or whatever oh, like i thought I think it was always like, the ass that's what i search on pornhub anyways i <laughs> thought you just sh- i mean maybe i do know that that's like the that's like the fleshiest part i've had shots in my ass before and they did it because they said that it would bruise my arm too much i i haven't, I haven't gotten steroids this is not me admitting that i've been doping tell the truth taking but, podcast performance enhancing drugs but i mean because this Gossip came from Jose. It's not very credible. No. Like, he was arrested for hitting Jessica before. He shot his finger off while cleaning his own gun. He got pulled over in 2013, and the cops found goats wearing diapers in his car. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to know about that fetish. We're not going to get into that. But so he's a mess, and he's crazy. Or Michael, is he, though? Hold on. Is he, though? Because... We know Jose Canseco is, like, crazy, right? And we know that A-Rod is a huge cheater. So what if A-Rod paid off Jose Canseco to accuse him of cheating so that everybody could be like, well, obviously, Jose Canseco is, like, a liar. Well, the thing is, Jose also brought up A-Rod having an affair with Jessica over 10 years ago. He claimed, like, in I forgot what newspaper it was, probably the post, Mm -hmm. that A-Rod and Jessica had an affair while Jessica and he were still married. Hmm. That was 10 years ago. So he's been telling this story for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, my money is still on A-Rod paying him off. That This this goes deeper than we know. Since Jose's crazy and a mess, he saw like an Alex Rodriguez calling Jessica. And it's really Alex Rodriguez who like works at Best Buy. Yeah. And so he just went with it because he's obsessed with Alex Rodriguez. But I totally want to see that MMA match. 
And I hope Jose brings the goats with diapers as yeah. cheerleaders. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pay for that. I'd steal it or I'd stream it later on. Michael, I think this is a good time to move on from rocks you put on your finger to rocks you shove up your crotch. And that was my transition to a Gwyneth Paltrow story. A perfect one. Thank you. So Gwyneth Paltrow was recently profiled by the New York Times, and it wasn't because she has a movie coming out. It's because Gwyneth Paltrow is a very serious businesswoman, uh, and she's been a serious businesswoman for over 10 years. In case you weren't familiar that Gwyneth Paltrow is a very serious businesswoman, she tells you in her New York Times uh, article. So she was asked if they talk about a ton of stuff. So but this is like kind of the start of her talking about goop. So um, she was asked if she sees herself as an actor who developed a career as a lifestyle entrepreneur or a lifestyle entrepreneur who happens to have a career as an actor. And Gwyneth says she was only ever masquerading as an actress. I mean, duh. We've seen her act. It's true. (laughs) But does that mean she was committing fraud and has to give her Oscar to Kate Blanchett for Elizabeth? Because Kate really deserved it. Ooh, I mean, maybe. Yeah, let's let's call the... um... The Academy. But also, I feel bad for all the, like, nepotistic children of actors who are so mad today being like, how dare you slander our culture that way? Because it's like, Gwyneth got into acting for acting. But (laughs) regardless. So, about her business... Okay, so this is one of my favorite parts. She was asked if she thinks that Goop is an elitist, like, Mm. I'm just going to say website, but it's like Goop spans all kinds of things now. So she was asked if Goop is elitist, um, which obviously it is because they sell like $1,000 dildos and stuff. But so what Gwyneth says is a lot of people hear, hey, could you eat a bit better or exercise a bit more? But they don't want to take responsibility for themselves. So it's easier to be critical of an entity or a person who is suggesting that that it, uh, sorry, suggesting that it is to start making small, perhaps uncomfortable shifts in their lives. The true tenets of wellness are all free. Being in nature, meditating, eating whole foods. If you told our grandparents that eating whole natural foods was elitist, they would have thought you were crazy. But if anyone needs to take responsibility, it's Goopy for running that skier down. Yeah. <laughs> or for b- burning coochie lips by suggesting vagina steaming. You take responsibility, Goop. She's like, oh, well, I was going to say she they got onto the topic of Gwyneth Paltrow, like suggesting stupid shit, like, Mm -hmm. you know, steaming your coochie with like hot steam. She says that she's never recommended anything or pushed anything on anyone. She just presents it to people like, hey, here's this thing that I've heard about, which sounds a lot like something her lawyer has coached her to say. Yeah, because she says things like, you know, all the benefits it'll give you. She's basically pushing it. Yeah, and she sells stuff too. That's the thing. So it's not like she's just like, hey, I heard about vagina eggs. This is something I'm doing now. She's like, if you want to purchase your own vagina egg, click here. Yeah, she pulled that out of her ass along with the jade egg. You can put those in your butt too, I think. Yeah. but So I've heard, not that I've tried. (laughs) You're like, I've read about it on the internet. So um, finally, though, they ask, because obviously Gwyneth Paltrow's done a bunch of stuff like vagina steaming, vagina eggs, uh, injecting yourself with bees or whatever. And I say whatever. Uh, Look it up. It's definitely deeper than whatever. But anyway, she... um, she was asked what the next big like health and wellness buzz kind of thing is going to be. So she channeled her inner Sylvia Brown and so Sylvia Beige, maybe. And according to Gwyneth, it's um, she thinks that the next big thing is going to be how psychedelics affect health and mental health and addiction uh, and thinks that that will come into more of like the mainstream. 
Then she was asked if she's ever tried psychedelics. And Gwyneth says, no, she's never tried psychedelics because she's terrified of them. So Well, and she just naturally talks gibberish, and so she doesn't need it. Yeah, it's true. It's like every time she pitches a new thing, you just assume she's like tripping her face off because it's like, okay. Well, I don't because people that. people that are tripping usually make more sense than she does. It's true. <laughs> um, do you think that psychedelics are going to be the next big thing? Well, you know, I've seen like documentaries where people do what's that ayahuasca yes yeah you know for ptsd and things so it's not like she's like she also said in that interview that she pretty much made gluten-free mainstream yeah she's the reason gluten-free is like normal now she invented gluten-free kind of like she said a while ago like she pretty much invented yoga so now she like invented psychedelics yeah, she's going to be like, oh, my God, mushrooms. I totally knew about mushrooms back in 2019. But she, So I was watching Today, and Savannah interviewed her like at the Goop Health Summit in right. New York City, which just sounds like hell on earth. Yeah. But they, they're at the Goop Summit was like an ear piercing station. What? Yeah, that's what I was like, what? What does this have just to do with Just go to Claire's in the mall. God. I know, but they got their, like, Savannah and Goop got their ears pierced, so now she's going to say she invented ear piercing. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's end this segment with some uplifting news, Finding Neverland, which, <laughs> have you seen it yet, Allison? No, not yet. I haven't had the time to watch it, and i got to mentally prepare myself for it. You really do. Like, it's horrifying. It ruined whatever's left of my brain, but it is important to watch. Yeah. It, w- it was my Momo challenge, basically. But in case you had a lobotomy to forget what you saw in Finding Neverland, so you have no idea what Finding Neverland is because you have a new brain, let me refresh for you. So it was a two-part HBO docuseries about sexual abuse allegations against Michael Jackson by Wade Robson and James Safechuck. They both say that Michael Jackson groomed them and pretty much groomed their families, too. Mm-hmm. and sexually abused them when they were boys. So Corey Feldman, who was friends with Michael, at first defended Michael Jackson on Twitter, saying that Michael never did anything bad to him. But then, but then Corey watched all of Finding Neverland and said he can no longer defend Michael Jackson and that as a victim's advocate, he needs to listen to victims and accusers. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Carter, who was also friends with Michael Jackson, was on TMZ Live. And he did this TMZ Live interview from like his car. Yeah, which is very Aaron Carter. Very on brand. Yeah. So he knew Michael Jackson and he was around 15 years old. Mm-hmm. So he said that Michael Jackson never did anything bad to him. I mean, he was 15. That I mean, from the documentary, it seemed like that was kind of old for Michael Jackson. Yeah. But then he Aaron says he stayed at Michael's house and even slept in Michael's bed. Weird. And he did nothing bad to him. Aaron thinks that Wade and James are both lying because they said nothing while Michael was alive and continued to be friends with Michael and even testified for him in two child molestation trials. But if you watch Finding Neverland, they explain it. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's all part of grooming. Yeah, exactly. Aaron thinks that Wade and James are getting paid for the interview for interviews the director of finding neverland said they were not paid aaron finds that hard to believe because he claims he was offered six figures uh, to be interviewed about michael jackson aaron carter's lying because you know aaron carter needs six figures in his life and i he mean he needs three it. figures he jump on that yeah so <laughs> he aaron, craft services 
I know. Aaron thinks that all 13-year-olds run their mouths, so he doesn't understand why Wade and James would keep quiet. Isn't it possible that somebody with that kind of a relationship might lie for the other person, especially when they're young? No. I mean, when they're that young, no. When I was 12, 13 years old, I, I would tell anything and everything. Like, like little kids run their mouths. I guess, is it at all possible that what they're saying could have happened? Not based upon my experience, because me staying with Michael Jackson, I hung out with Michael Jackson. I stayed at his house. I stayed in his bedroom. How old, how, me, how old were you? I was 15. He spoke to TMZ because a Twitter account called Wade Robson Creations responded to a tweet from someone claiming, calling him a liar about the Michael Jackson accusations. So that Wade Robson account responded with, I'm not alone. You ask Aaron Carter. So Aaron Carter thinks Wade is wrong for dragging him into it and wants to fist fight Wade. But the truth is that that Twitter account is fake. Mm -hmm. Wade's attorney says that account is fake and Wade never tweeted that and he never said that about Aaron Carter. Look, Aaron Carter would definitely fight a fake Twitter account. So even if he knows it's fake, we should be prepared to see another documentary called Leaving My Studio Apartment with a Set of Homemade Brass Knuckles starring Aaron Carter. Featuring Jose Canseco, because he wants to fight on camera too. It's true. So they can fight each other. But the whole like the whole thing is really sad because yeah. Aaron, I mean, I feel bad for him because, I mean, he was a child star, so yeah. he's fucked up. And he was managed by Lou Pearlman. That's the most fucked up, I think. Who was an accused pedophile. So, yeah. Also, he was sleeping in a bed with Michael Jackson when he was 15. That's... Yeah, but like, like a lot of the accusers, like they would sleep in bed with him. Yeah, I know. But like that's that's just like one of those things though, where like the second Aaron Carter admits that, I'm like... Well, he was just saying like, I slept with Michael and nothing happened. Yeah. Like Michael doesn't do that. Michael is not a child molester. But see, like Aaron, he it from that TMZ interview, I got that he didn't watch Finding Neverland, which he should because he might understand more. Because like when he said a 13-year-old doesn't run, I mean, a 13-year-old runs their mouth and says things. I was once a 13-year-old and I didn't run my mouth. I slept my mouth. Like I didn't say any, I didn't tell my mom anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like it's hard enough to get, any information out of kids like a 13 year old you're like how is school they're like uh like that's the most you'll get from them in like 24 hours well like 13 year olds are like having sex they're stealing shit and i doubt any of them are going to run their mouths to their mom like oh hi mom i lost my virginity today and i like stole now and laters from 7-eleven <laughs> but it's sad and honestly yeah. i just want to know what bubbles thinks oh bubbles doesn't want to talk In this part, we're going to go over five stories, starting with Ariana Grande, who has teamed up with Starbucks for the Cloud Macchiato. It's a macchiato, but with a cloud-like, airy dollop of foam on top. Ariana has been pushing it, and she claims, or she used to claim she's vegan. And on Twitter, she said to try the soy version, like saying that if you're vegan, try the soy version. Mm -hmm. But a rep for Starbucks said that the Cloud Macchiato isn't vegan and cannot be vegan since the foam is made with egg whites. 
So if Ariana is vegan, she can't drink her own drink. Baristas at Starbucks have been complaining on Twitter about people coming in asking for the cloud macchiato vegan style. I don't know if anybody should really be that surprised that Ariana was like pushing something that wasn't vegan. Like, I'm pretty sure not everything she does is truly vegan. Like her hair's got to be at least 60% pony hair, right? Yeah, she wears fur. She wears leather. She's as vegan. She's as much of a vegan as she is Latina. Yeah. But to me, like, there's many reasons to be mad at her, mm-hmm. like her never thanking Charles for that ponytail inspiration. Mm-hmm. But this ain't one of them. And besides, like, she doesn't drink Starbucks. She's mm-hmm. just getting that check. She doesn't drink Starbucks just like Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't eat, you know, Activia. How because dare her, you? She definitely Oh, my God. Activia. No, her guts are flawless and ageless. She doesn't need Activia. She's just getting that check. Yeah. You can't hate that. So The Hills reboot, starring Misha Barton, Adrena Patridge, Heidi and Spencer, Whitney Poor, and there's others who cares about them, um, is coming out soon. So Heidi was asked by Vogue about the lack of diversity in the cast, since they're all white girls, and she said that... We don't all look the same. I mean, Adrena has darker hair. I feel like Misha has darker hair. Um... But yeah, we're we're California girls and it's a group of friends and that just happens to be the group that came together. But, um, you know, that's just the way the show was. I have other very diverse friends that are not featured on the show. I mean, we have to cut Heidi some slack here. Heidi herself is a very diverse person. For example, she's looked like at least three different people in the past 14 years. People? Aliens. Aliens. Mannequins. But like Heidi, she's dumb. We know this. But the biggest shock to me is that Vogue interviewed her. Yeah. Like how the mighty have fallen. Well, I was going to say, are we sure that it wasn't like Vogue sewing patterns that interviewed her? Probably. For Vogue's sake, I hope it was. Yeah. So Duchess Megan was on a panel for International Women's Day. And she said she doesn't read Twitter or newspapers saying... I don't read anything. It's much safer that way. But equally, that's just my own personal preference because I think positive or negative, it can all sort of just feel like noise to a certain extent these days. She says she reads The Economist. The royal family also announced that they're going to lay down rules for their social media accounts and will delete any comments that are threatening, abusive, hateful, or racist. So basically, they're going to delete like every Twitter Twitter comment. Every single one. Also... You got to feel bad for Thomas Markle in a case like this because he's officially running out of ways to try to contact his daughter. So first he lost her phone number. Now he can't like DM her on Twitter. I'm just hoping that the son maybe can float him some money so he can hire a skywriter or something. I hope so too. He'll st- he's probably going to start a GoFundMe for that. Yeah. But I like, of course, Megan doesn't read Twitter or the news. I wouldn't either. Like the only way I know what was going on is if Prince Harry wrote it on his crotch, because I'd be on that dick 24-7. <laughs> Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard tell Parade that when they met the first time, they really weren't into each other. And the second time they ran into each other, he asked her if she had any gum. She said she only had the one she was chewing on and took it out of her mouth. He took it from her, ripped it in two, and put one piece in his mouth. They started dating a week, a week later. And now the greatest love of our life, as we know it, is here. Truly the Hepburn and Tracy of our time. 
you know, it would have been that I, I mean, that's gross, but I think it would have been way grosser if it was the other way around. Cause we all know that like Dax Shepard, there was a time in his life where he was like drinking and doing like all kinds of drugs and like, I wouldn't want to accept gum from him is what I'm saying. No, oh, I would because Dax then I get a quick buzz and okay. So they always push like, they're like the quirkiest, you know, weirdest and cutest couple, Yeah, you know? And I just hope their inevitable divorce is just as quirky and cute. No, that's yeah. not going to happen. They're, they're, they're going to stay together forever. They have Samsung Family Hub commercials to film. Yeah. So, and finally, there's this video making the Twitter rounds of a guy named Dennis Nagazade effortlessly eating pineapple by pulling chunks off of it. So I'm going to try to explain this. Mm-hmm. So the pineapple is like cut open. Yeah. And he grabs piece of the scaly skin part mm-hmm. and pulls off the fruit and then mm-hmm. eats it. It comes off really easily. So some others have tried it and couldn't do it. Someone else tried it and it worked, but they said you need a really ripe pineapple. Yeah. Because otherwise like we've all tried to like eat pineapple that's underripe. It's like hard as hell. You couldn't Yeah, you couldn't do from it. it. What are you what are your thoughts on that? Are you going to try this? I mean, yeah, I'm probably definitely going to try it, which leads me to believe that like Tide just let out a huge sigh of relief because it looks like people are going to go back to challenging each other to eat actual food again. <laughs> like, cause yeah, I'm like watching the Twitter videos being like, Oh, I'm totally going to try that. I'm going to go out and get a pineapple now. And you, and you're sober. Cause that's, yeah. if I was stoned, I'd be like, Oh my God, that's amazing. But mm-hmm. sitting there sober, I'm like, that looks gross. Yeah. You're like, ew, fruit, gross. No, not the fruit. Just like the way that it's pulled off. I know it doesn't seem right to me. And people are like, so I eat a lot of pineapple and I should put that on my grinder profile, honestly, but, and it just, that looks messy to me, but I have this thing that you put over the core of the pineapple, right? Oh yeah. So you cut the, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. then you twist it. Yeah. And when you get to the bottom, you like pull it out and it makes these perfect rings. Yeah. It's like a swirl. Like it's like a Yeah. Now that is some mind blowing shit. This is our shit advice segment where we answer questions from listeners with dilemmas. So, mm-hmm. and we give them advice that is usually the opposite of good. Well, not you, Allison. You give good advice. Uh, I, I wouldn't be so generous, but that's very kind of you to say. We'll, we'll put it to the test here. Yeah. So the first question comes from a listener going by the name Twitchy. Twitchy writes, how do I not murder a dear friend and now coworker who insists on blasting hours of ASMR and mukbang videos at full volume while she works. We're working on a big project, so we have a few more weeks of being in the same space. And for communication, headphones are basically banned in the workspace. It's gotten to the point that my eyes start twitching when I see her. Straight up taking it out is not an option with her. She she just keeps on doing it. Since it's basically just the two of us in the area right now, there are usually two other coworkers who share the space, but they noped out of there days after this chick showed up. Do I fight fire with fire by playing music or something on loop or be an adult and suck it up until this project is finished? Oh, this is a hard question for me to answer because I love ASMR videos. And Ugh. I have, I've quite, I know, well, I've quite often when I was writing for Delisted, I would quite often listen to ASMR videos while I was typing. Really? Yeah, I can't listen to it music. I can't you? watch the TV. Yeah, it would help me like focus on what I was doing. So I totally get this girl. Like I'm on team 
obnoxious coworker, but I I also understand how gross and annoying it is. Like people have told me like that's super weird, turn it off. So Well, would you listen to them on headphones? Will you or were you alone? I was alone, so I would listen to them like out loud. So yeah. I don't like listening to them with headphones though, because it's like too it's too intimate that way. Oh, so you just have it on like as white noise. Yeah, maybe I am this person's coworker. I'm really relating to them. ASM how would you explain ASMR so, videos? Yeah, just in I, case I, nobody knows. I don't play with mukbang videos. I think they're gross. So ASMR is people doing noisy kind of things like tapping or clicking their teeth or talking really quietly, whispering. And in some people it sounds really weird and creepy. And then for other people, it gives them like a tingly feeling. And mm-hmm. I'm one of those people. It just it relaxes me. And it helps you focus. Yeah, it helps me focus. It helps like calm me down. It's kind of like um like, uh, you know, those like jackets for dogs, those thunder jackets. Do you know what I'm talking about? What like, com- yeah, the ones that like, um, calm them down. Yeah. So it's that to me. But mukbang, I'll let you explain that because I don't like those ones. Well, mukbang videos are, it's basically a host. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they eat food while talking to the audience, like tons of food. Yeah, and it's, it's like so, a, the weirdest fetish. They do so many gross mouth sounds too. Like they're just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it because it's yeah, nasty. Yeah, I don't but like it. They do, yeah, it's just like they're eating, so it's all these disgusting sounds. So yeah. back to Twitchy's yeah. dilemma. My advice would be, yeah, to fight fire with fire, and by that I mean playing like Ride the Lightning by Metallica over and over again, and, or and Nickelback. Then, but then Twitchy would go deaf. Too. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to take yourself out, too. Yeah, that's... I would maybe just say, like, that really grosses me out. Because I think there's enough people that, like, hate those videos that she's not going to be seen as, like, the person who they're working with or whatever. They're not going to be just like, say, oh, I'm weird. trying to work. I'm... Be nice about it. Like, I'm trying, you know, working on this big project and this sound of someone eating soup... Yeah. <laughs> ...is just distracting. Like, yeah. that's what I would do. Yeah. Or I'd, I'd, um, I'd try to mess up the speakers. Wait, is that oh. illegal? No, that's a great idea, though. Like dunk them in water or something. Or if they're in the computer, like try and mess it up some way. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> How to mess up internal speakers <laughs> in a computer. But what was your advice? Your advice is to fight fire with fire. Yeah, plain- Mine was to mess up speakers. Yeah. But to me, like Twitchy is a pillar of strength. Oh, yeah. Because first of all, Working in a space where headphones are banned, I don't understand that. No, and on a deadline, you're already high stressed and you're not allowed to like listen to what you want to. That's, yeah, this person's a saint. Yeah, and second of all, I would have been the subject of a true crime podcast by now because I would have murdered them. Like if they're sitting there listening to people eating, I would have gone, I would have gone black down, gone crazy. (laughs) Serial part two. So there's our advice. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so now this question comes from listener Kay. Mm-hmm. Kay writes, what do you say when your six and a half and 10-year-old children accidentally see pornographic photos? It started as an innocent search for a special forces coloring book, and it led to a page full of male-female sex. Female-female sex, even a woman giving a dude a blowjob. They might not have seen that one, hopefully. I didn't realize safe search wasn't on. They know about sex, but only regards to making babies, not this part. My son asked why anyone would want to take pictures of themselves in that way. I stumbled through my answer while trying to remain calm and sex positive. What would you say? Oh, man. The internet is 
crazy. Like, it was way less easy for kids to see that stuff when you had to, like, stumble upon a Playboy magazine in the woods. Like, now you have to be, like, scared of... In the of- woods? Yeah. Isn't that where you, That like- is so Canadian. <laughs> Yeah, you'd like find a you'd find a like play a play moose magazine yeah, in the woods. Play moose, ew. We're not into <laughs> naked animals. Animals are always naked, Allison. It's well, Donald Duck. He wears a shirt. Anyway, that's true. I'm getting off topic here. Yeah, because you want to like be sex positive, and you want to like be like, hey, there are things called sex workers, and like sometimes they choose to do it, but you also don't want to make it seem too enticing. Like you don't want to be like, why would people take pictures like that? Well, because people get paid a lot of money to take pictures like that. And it usually doesn't take a long time. A photo shoot is maybe only a couple hours and to get paid a lot of money for it. Like that would be then sounding way too enticing. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess maybe I would just like ask their, I'd ask her kids and just be like, what questions do you have about what you saw? Well, the thing is like when I was, you know, when I was around that age, like Uh six or whatever, I saw pictures from the joy of sex. Okay. Do you know that book? Mm-hmm. And like, I really didn't know what I was looking at. I mean, I knew it was naughty, and I can't right. believe I just said naughty, but <laughs> I didn't see it as graphic as we do. You know, I think, I feel like when us adults see a picture of two people having sex, we know exactly what it is, and so it's more graphic. Yeah. But kids, they don't really know what it is, so I'm not sure if it comes off as graphic. Does that make sense? I don't know, though. The picture that you probably saw in The Joy of Sex was like tasteful. No, I saw the whole book. Oh, <laughs> but all those pictures are like tastefully shot and black and white, right? Yeah, they can get a little graphic. Or it's like when when I was a kid, I walked in on my dad and my stepmom having sex. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I knew something was going on, but I didn't know exactly what it was. Right. I mean, I kind of had a feeling, but it wasn't like, ill. I was just like, oh, I knew I shouldn't be there and I left. Wow, that's that's still kind of like, that's the kind of stuff that stays with you, though, you know? It didn't mess you up. Well, I'm me, so it probably did mess me up. But I don't, you know, it wasn't scarring. It was just like, oh. Yeah, and I, think, then I, left. I think kids are probably more just curious. Yeah, it was just more like curious, and I didn't really know what it was. Yeah, like, what is that? But like, if I had a kid... And CPS hadn't taken them away from me yet. And they asked me about nude pictures. I'd I'd probably tell them kind of what you said, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, when some people get grown, you know, they decide to pose nude for various reasons and it's not bad. Mm -hmm. um, But only when they're grown and getting that check. Yeah, I'd be like, ask for the money first. No, don't tell a kid that. Don't tell a kid that. That's probably what I would say. Well, they're getting paid. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I would just be like, just make sure the safe search is always on Google or whatever search engine you use. Bing, perhaps. And you know, a 10-year-old understands. Like if you're just like, yeah. Oh, a 10-year-old totally understands. Yeah, like a 10-year-old gets it. So if you're like, yeah, it was probably a little weird, wasn't it? They're like, yeah. And then you can be like, okay, great. Let us never speak of this again. So there's our amazing advice that proves we're the reincarnation of dear Abby and Ann Landers. It's true. You can be Abby. Oh, I'd like that. Oh, also to add on to that uh, porno question, if it gets truly awkward, just play Ride the Lightning by Metallica and hopefully that'll make it less awkward. Yeah, or play mukbang videos. Exactly. And that'll just make your kid run away. 
screaming. Even more confused. So if you need some advice, you can email us at DTP at delisa.com. Mm-hmm. That's DTP at delisa.com. And that ends this show. Till next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>